Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 123. I am your High Priest of Conchu Ray, and tonight, for this very special episode, I have a special guest, and he goes by the name of Wayne. Wayne, how are you? Here I am, world. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Excellent. Welcome back. Welcome back. Look, it's... um. Uh, it's been a while, actually, Wayne, since we've spoken, but not only over the airwaves, um, but, you know, we used to have a nice little chat in King's, the comic book yeah. store. Yes. Um, just, you know, obviously current um, conditions for the for the store have uh, deprived us of those really, really cool chats that we used to have. No, we're in a, like a shoebox store at the moment while we wait for our, uh, our new store to be finished. So it's pretty testing, but I'm actually out at the... Uh... Out of the warehouse, filling out the uh, online orders and, you know, digging through the crates and the short boxes and, yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And, and how, um, yeah, I mean, like, we're not far off from the from the opening, right? It's, um, it shouldn't be too long before we get to, get to you know, chew the fat. Yes, yes. It's, oh, man, it just feels like there's, I mean, with anything, you know, anything as big as this uh, and as what the guys have planned, I can't obviously leak too much information out about it, but, uh, you know, there's always delays and little setbacks. So mm, yeah, of course. Uh, we were kind of hoping not to be in the, the store or the current one we're in uh, over Christmas, but um, mm. a bit out of our hands at the moment. So, but it will be worth it. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm basically in the head office now. So listening to all the talk and the chatter of the things that's happening and, you know, even getting to put my input into stuff is pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome stuff. Um, you've got, you know, you've got one hand on the uh, on the strings there, Wayne. You can, <laughs> you know, or, or on the uh, the steering wheel. You can you can write that ship, you know, any way yeah, you want yeah. to. <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing the pedal down, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's so good to have you on the show. We've had you before for a review and um, loony listeners. Wayne has returned. We have a. Um, God, what is it? It's a it's a waxing crescent, uh, and it is our Lunapic Modern Run review for tonight. So, so Wayne's joining us for this. Will be interesting, Wayne, because we're doing a Bendis issue, and uh, it always seems to generate always controversy with Bendis. Always, <laughs> you got to love that. You got to love that, right? <laughs> you, yeah, you do. I, I guess, um, but there's just so much. Oh, people are so passionate about it. So I can't wait for us. I, I've got no idea about your thoughts on. On this issue, we'll we'll discover that as we go through it. Uh, so it'll be quite interesting, but um, yeah, it will it will certainly be a fun thing to do. We are doing Bendis uh, Volume Six, Issue Four of his run. So we're progressively going through his run uh, in our modern modern run review. Um, now, Wayne, I guess before you know, before we start anything, we usually well, this is kind of new, uh, yeah. a little bit of idle chat. Just want to kind of get your you know, recommendations to the loony listeners out there as to what you're reading, watching, and listening to. So, oh. look, 
look, I'll, 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 I'll give you some. T- I'll give you some time to think, right? Because um, look, I'll, I'll just rip through mine pretty quickly. Um, so um, just these are just recommendations, loonies. It's nothing potentially to do with Moon Knight, but you know, if you're up for something different or um, you know, you want to try something out, these are definitely for you. So. What I've been reading, and my pick has been Rye, number one, from Valiant Comics. That's um, written by Dan Abnett, drawn by Juan Jose Reap. Um, bloody awesome um, beginning. To Have you read this one, Wayne? I haven't, no, but um, actually I think I filled your order maybe the other day and had a oh. <laughs> It looked pretty interesting because, uh, you know, we are, we are pretty big Valiant fans, so yeah. I don't mind the old Valiant stuff. Yeah. So once again, Wayne, you're proving that you've got one hand on the strings there. Oh, the control is with Wayne. <laughs> uh, with power, no, with information comes power. So yeah. I've got to tread carefully. But anyway, yeah, Rye number one, absolutely fantastic. It's a post-apocalyptic thing. Uh, Rye and his brother, Raijin, um, are, are traversing the, the deserts, you know, being pursued by these steampunk or whatever Mad Max-like people, really well-drawn, um, fantastically written. Uh, as for watching, uh, look, I, I dabble here and there all over the place. Uh, I caught a couple of issues, a couple of issues, a couple of episodes of Titans on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, catching up on that. I'm really slow on that. I'm only, I'm in season one, but... Um, yeah, the episode- season one's fantastic. It is good, yeah. I mean, I'm up to... Um, uh, the introduction of Donna Donna Troy, yeah. and uh, and the the episode after that Hawk and Dove the origin. I, I'm uh, I take it you're a big fan, Wayne, as well. Uh, yeah, look, I wasn't. Ex- I mean, I've always kind of considered myself not a massive DC fan, mm-hmm. but then uh, my faithful manager Jimmy pointed out to me the other day. But all you read is DC lately, like so. <laughs> I was like, hmm, hang on a minute. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, maybe I'm. A- bigger DC fan than I realised so I mean I haven't been exposed to much of Titans itself but Mm -hmm. actually growing up I I followed a lot of the um, Hawk and Dove series okay yes I was familiar with those characters and like watching that episode I mean Mm. episode 2 with Doom Patrol was fantastic and obviously spins off into the Doom Patrol series itself Mm -hmm. I I think maybe 3 or 4 they kicked off with that that episode, which was just Hawk and Dove, and I was sitting there watching mm-hmm. that. Just I would watch a season of this. I would watch a season of just Hawk and Dove myself, but which I think they announced originally. But really, they, yeah, they pulled the pulled the can back on it. So, oh, but I, it's, I, still, it's still good. They've become series regular. They're in. I haven't watched um, a lot of season two yet. Just time forbids mm-hmm. it, but um, I'm keen to get back into it. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there, Wayne. I, I found that. It, episode with hawk and dove quite uh, quite entertaining and it actually got me interested I, I pulled up the dc wiki just to try and you know um while i was watching it because uh, it had you know his brother don yeah. as dove and i just thought oh, okay what's happening here um but yeah they they sound pretty interesting uh they're a bit more super powered i think in the comics um they've got some sort of yeah it's just a really good dynamic yeah and then yeah. they went off, I think, into maybe, uh, I want to say like Justice League Europe or something like that. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm, I'm enjoying that at the moment, just watching um, Sir Looney's. If you, if you want to watch something, check that out. And the last one, listening to, I've got to give a shout out to, again, this is Valiant Comic related. They're a band, a heavy metal band. I'm not really a, typically a heavy metal band listener, but they're called mm-hmm. A Sound of Thunder. 
and they have done soundtracks to or have been heavily inspired by Valiant Comics. So uh, previously they have done an album called Tales from the Dead Side, which um, has to do all to do with Shadow Man. Uh, they have uh, the official single to the recently released Punk Mumbo uh, miniseries that was written by Colin... Was it Colin Bunn? Um, I think it was Colin Bunn. Yep, uh, a really cool song. And just recently they've released a single for The Rye, um, Rye Issue 1. So you're meant to kind of listen to that music while you while you read it. Uh, really cool. Um, I, I love it. It's just, you know, over-the-top, you know, operatic, you know, heavy metal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, those are my those are my suggestions. Wayne, I've Ooh. given you a little time to uh, to yeah. ruminate. Mm. Yeah, no, I actually was like when you said that, I was like, oh, I actually I have been into some stuff lately. So uh, look, yeah. uh, music wise, mm-hmm. um, I've been listening to a little bit of everything. Um, Josh Rouse has an album called uh, Nashville, a bit of an old one, uh, country, a bit pop, but it's a really smooth listen. Um, mm-hmm. I've been listening to One Below, which is a rapper out of oh, man, I can't remember where he's from, but he's 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 done a few albums, but I think uh, Sonogram is the album I've been listening to. Okay, one I grew up on. Right. Um, yeah, that's about it, music wise, uh, television wise. Mm. Wow, I've caught up on season one of The Boys. Oh, lovely! What did you think? Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eh? Uh, you know, I've never read the series. Uh, mm-hmm. But love the love the show. Well, you haven't read the series. I haven't read the, read the series. Yeah, no. me, me neither. I've read all about it. You know, I've I've oh, definitely yeah. flipped through it on the shelf and just gone okay. But, uh, <laughs> season one was fantastic. Really enjoyed that and the the cliffhanger for yeah. For it's great. crazy, crazy, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but when it was announced and when it when it first aired, I really didn't have that much interest in seeing the boys. I kind of just saw it anyway, just like, okay, it's a, it's a comic book thing. I might as well just have a look. And it's just drawn in. Yeah, uh, I, I was much the same. I watched, I watched episode one. I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm yeah. yeah. Uh, it's crazy. I need to know what happens now. So, yeah, mm. two days. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and and Sorry, what was that? A few late nights. A few late nights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and they've got some big hitters there, Carl Urban and Elizabeth Shue. Um, oh, big, yeah. big man, oh, both. Man, man. Big crush on Elizabeth Shue, still. Oh, yeah, yeah, you and me both, <laughs> I, yeah. I must admit. Um, yeah, ever since Back to the Future. Um, yeah, she's yeah. kind of so been up there. Um, she's still eye candy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched, um, actually watched season one of Carnival Row, which was really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, it's like a, it's a little dark, but fantasy. And then the other one I've been watching, obviously, week to week. Actually, it's the first time for many years that I've enjoyed watching a series from uh, week to week. You know, mm-hmm. now in this, this sort of era where, you know, we're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're um, kind of... We binge watch. We're, we binge, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, we'll, we'll wait for a season and then watch the whole thing. But mm-hmm. the new Watchmen series has been fantastic. Oh, and, yes. Uh, just the, um, you know, coming up with theories and then having them blown out by watching the next episode is, has yeah. been super fun. And uh, I actually was just on a um, Justin Hamilton, uh, Australian uh, Yes, He has his own podcast and Facebook page. I highly recommend anyone's into a Watchmen 
um, definitely jump on that because they do a really good coverage of episode to episode. Plus, they've gone back and um, they're covering chapters of the original uh, original trade. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I went back and read that. Yeah, um, are you are you a fan like of the comic book uh, the comic books and? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I, d- I haven't read any of the before Watchmen because I kind of wipe my hands of, of that. Mm-hmm. Admit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new stuff, uh, Doomsday Clock, I'm, yep. I'll probably check out, to be honest. I'm kind of interested to see. I thought it was actually a really smart and clever play by DC to bring them back into the DC universe and kind of revive everything with Rebirth. So mm-hmm. I like how they tie that in. Interested? I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. I'm just wondering because, like, if you um, did have an interest in the comics and stuff, how did you find Because I've heard of people... Um, not being happy that it's just very ten- the the TV show is just very tangential to the to nah, the, the comics yeah. and okay so I think uh, I said this on um, on Justin's show actually the big mm-hmm. squid cast that um, the thing I always loved about Watchmen was the attention to detail mm-hmm. nothing is there by mistake nothing is there by chance everything placed every Every, you know, almost every colour used in the panels, every background image, every character is there for a purpose. And it's almost like that with the show as well. Mm-hmm. You know, keeps you guessing episode to episode. I highly recommend anyone to watch it week to week because it'll drive you crazy, but in a good way. But the attention to detail is fantastic. The, the TV series takes place 30 years after mm-hmm. the, the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, look, we're up to, I think, episode six, and I'm mm-hmm. still... I'm still guessing what's happening. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I'm I'm absolutely loving it. I'm not a fan, particularly of the comic books, but I'm just enjoying this for what it is. And you know, I'm not I'm not nitpicking that. You know, this. You know, I mean, is, no, you know, it's, it's, we're going to please everyone. There's always yeah. going to be those hardcore Alan Moore fans that mm. will think blasphemy. And I kind of address that in the podcast as well. Okay, you know, because I think he gets a lot of hate online, which is crazy right. because. I mean, we're really going to miss him when he's gone. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that he's changed the face of comics for everyone. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he also says a lot of things that are really kind of just stir up. <laughs> I mean, one of yeah. the things that kind of get get me is that he talks about. Um, uh, you know, he he has a broad um, sweeping statement of like you know comics these days they um they should be striving for I, I guess he strives for comics to be uh, more of a um, a higher art and and I get I get that and I understand that and and comics can definitely do that and his comics have shown that but I believe comics are there are a lot of subgenres within it I mean you can have just people read comics because they want to have fun or they want to escape or it's just a bit of you know, popcorn entertainment. Hundred percent. I mean, look, yeah. no human is flawless, right? And I don't mm. try to understand. Uh, I don't try to understand genius. You mm. know, whether that genius is music, whether that genius is art, whether that genius is written. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just take it for what it is and what I pull from it. So, yes. um, you know, look, like we're good mates. I'm sure we have stuff we disbelieve. You know, we yeah. we won't agree on. Same thing with Alan Moore. You know, it's like. Yeah. Look, you can't deny the guy's body of work and mm. the big hitters he's had. But, you know, yeah. look, he wrote, what did he write, Wildcats or something like that as well? For, <laughs> for a while, so, you know, it's not all, not yeah. everything that falls out of the pen for Alamo is gold and yeah. you shouldn't 
shouldn't treat it as such gloss for, but, you know, the standouts are standouts for reasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, they certainly are. You can't deny it. I mean, whether you um, like that sort of stuff or not, you you can't deny, and you have to respect uh, what he has done for comics anyway as well. I mean, he's a big mover and shaker. We're talking about, you're talking about geniuses, um, Wayne. You know, he's the... Is doing for comics what you know the the Titans have done for you know for music or for yeah. for for movie making or for literature. So yeah. Um, yeah, he'll definitely be remembered, and and that's that's a great thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, everyone is is different, and everyone's not flawless. Um, sometimes he says stuff that you know people may not necessarily Look, agree with. He's definitely said stuff, uh, yeah. and it's definitely. You know that I've sort of shaken my head out, especially his view on the on the comic industry. I think yeah. the thing, if people do a bit of research and look into, you know, the history of Alan Moore, you know, mm-hmm. he's also been pretty scarred and pretty hard done over, you mm-hmm. know, by DC and publishers mm-hmm. in the past. So you know that obviously taints his view in a certain direction as well because he's yeah. had to deal with this. And this is long before social media. This is long before any of this stuff where yeah. artists, writers you know, could gain real credibility. And, I mean, imagine Alan Moore coming out now and all his body work coming out now in this social media. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it was any sort of yeah. back and forth between him and DC in today's day and age. Well, yes. he'd have an army of people fighting his cause. You never oh. had that back then, right? Exactly, yeah. Oh, it will be so different. I mean, I guess working in the industry back then and now, yeah. I mean, social media is such a... I mean, um, the vertigo, uh, the vertigo line was a, a DC joke, right? Like, and mm. DC pulled the the talent from from the vertigo line over, you know, to try and spin money in the US. And yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a big reason why Alan Moore refused to have his name with the Watchmen movie that came out. Uh, the money yeah. he he gave all to Dave Gibbons. So, like, there's a lot of credibility for the guy as far yeah. as an artist and a creator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that, no, that's good. Um, so, apart from the Watchmen comics mm. that you may have read, any other standouts for what you've been reading lately, or any recommendations? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been reading. Um, I've actually been. I've just started going back over the Jazz Maynard stuff. Oh, okay. Through Lion Forge, um, mm-hmm. two volumes with that so far. So we're going through that, but I'm actually pretty pumped about the um, the new Lucifer series. Okay, where's that through? Is that DC? So that is through the uh, Neil Gaiman DC print, mm-hmm. the Sandman print, and the new Hellblazer ones are started up, so I've uh, been sinking my teeth into that bit as well. I've heard that's good, right? That's the Constantine. Um, yeah. yeah. Constantine. Yeah. The last, was, the last one was absolute trash, but... Um, the last issue? The last the last run they did with oh, DC okay. Rebirth was just... I mean, look, if you're a, if you're a big... Hellblazer fan like myself, um, yeah, like it was one to forget. But the new stuff's looking really good. Cool. I mean, I've heard um, our very own Konishu has been saying that it has been great guns. So um, yeah, that you're the second person on the show that has said it. So it's, there's got to be something for it. Um, so Looney's definitely check that out. Um, anything associated with Neil Gaiman as well. He's he's one of a favourite of mine. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a good writer, and and so he doesn't have any direct link to this, but it's part of his universe. Is that right? His universe. I mean, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I'm not sure how much input he's having into it, but mm-hmm. you know, the guys under his umbrella, are basically handpicked by him. So yeah, you know, there's a, I suppose a trust. Excellent. So they're the uh, the ripe 
firm fruit that he's plucked from the, the creative tree. Uh, fantastic way. Now, excellent. Um, great recommendations. Loonies, um, go check it out. That's, uh, you know, we just thought, why not? Just most recent shows, just uh, give our recommendations. It's always fun to, to hear what other people are listening, watching and reading at the same time. Um, okay, Wayne, well, we're going to go to, there's not much news, by the way, of our white noise segment. Um, and again, I'm being very particular with the news that I pluck from the internet because there's a lot of clickbait out there. So, um, we don't want to retread all that kind of rumors and, you know, blah, 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 fan casting, stuff like that. That is a lot of fun, but, um, it's not really news. The only bit of news I've got is, uh, sent in through my... My contacts over at Twitter, uh, JustZilla. Thank you. A big, big shout out to JustZilla. Uh, he dropped this for me uh, on Buzz Comics, the website. There's a preview for Conan Serpent War number one. That's coming out next week. And ev- as lo- everyone knows, all the loonies know, that has a Moon Knight in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Wayne, I'm not sure if you had a chance to have a look at this preview. I did. You did? Um, I did. And, and number one, actually, do you, do you typically look at previews or do you tend not to spoil yourself? Um, no, I flick through. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't mind too much. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm so submerged in it because of work that yeah, sure. For me, it's it's a little bit hard because I'm constantly getting questions and stuff like that from customers. So ah, uh, okay, kind of be you know up up to par with it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I typically like if it was a Moon Knight, you know, series, um, yep. I probably won't. I'll avoid it. Like I try to avoid all spoilers. But this one, you know, I thought I'd give it a go. And uh, and we are you know covering it next week, so I thought I'd give. What did you think? What did you think of this? This is so um, spoilers, spoiler warning, loonies. Um, just you know, take your earphones off for the next I don't know five minutes. Cover your ears. Cover your ears, boys. Cover your ears. La 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 la. All that sort of stuff. Okay, spoilers ahead. Uh, so Wayne, yeah. This was pretty cool. It basically was an introduction to the main players in the, and it, it kicks off with Moon Knight as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on this this preview? I mean, for starters, I don't know how I feel about Conan. <laughs> I mean, my yeah. back against the wall. I mean, what I am happy with Marvel and what they're doing with Conan is at least they've, you know, with the, whether it be um, uh, Conan or uh, Savage Sword or Conan, like they've kind of kept mm-hmm. him in their own realm as well. Mm-hmm. The Avengers crossover stuff, though. Yeah, that's true. Savage, Savage Avengers, Savage Avengers, as well as um. I mean, I just don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that I might be a bit of a old stick in the mud when it comes to that, but I just feel like he's. It, you know what? For me, it's kind of like if they were to bring Star Wars into Marvel Universe. Yeah, you know, yeah. And the X Men. Luke Skywalker team. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I, I totally understand. I mean, like, because he's such a, a large, iconic character in his own right. Yeah. Uh, you kind of feel a bit a bit off. Like, what's he doing in this universe? He, he kind of inhabits his own universe. So what's he doing in this? Yeah. Um, I can definitely see what you mean. Oh, yes. And with Moon Knight, like, he's, you know, it just depends on what approach they take with him because he's such a street-level character. Yeah. So to throw him back to ancient times, well, you've almost got to write a new Moon Knight, in my opinion. Mm. Yes, I wanted to, to broach that subject as well, Wayne, because I, I tend to, I got the vibe from just the pages that we saw in that preview um, that it was kind of very similar to the, the Moon Knight annual, the depiction of Moon Knight in the annual there, yeah. um, where Khonshu is, is kind of like a given, and, and there's no more bird skull 
sitting on your shoulder kind of um, grey area. He's very much there just instructing Mark. Um, I, look, I'm still going to follow this series, of course, but to me, I'm just wary that he might be depicted as a bit more of a generic hero. Yeah. You See, know what I mean? Yeah. I read the, that little preview and I just sort of sat back and was thinking about it. I just thought, you know, it would be much better. I mean, I get I get the, the pull and the interest with having Moon Knight in a, in a series like this, obviously with the announcement of the show and things like that. So people are interested you know, the loonies have been, you know, begging for a, a movie or, an, a, you know... Gagging for one. Yeah, begging for more content. So yeah. I get it. But I was, I was almost like, you know what would be much better than Moon Knight in this series would have been uh, Conan Conchu team-up. Ooh, hang on, and yes. Really set, the, really set the timeline, you know? Hold the phone, Jack. That might be real. That's actually a good, that's actually a good idea. Um, hopefully we do get more Conchu in it because it's very much kind of i mean we've got solomon kane it seems to be very much based around you know people's beliefs and and theology and stuff so um yeah i mean that's that's actually a great idea um wayne i've got a a bit a bit of faith in jim zub i do like his writing yeah so uh, well i guess we'll have to wait and see that that's just one page and the art looked the art was fine what do you think of the art um i was a bit on the fence about that too i gotta say Oh, okay. Actually, okay. So sorry. Um, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I did say that was okay, but I did have a little bit of a um a a quibble with it. But sorry, uh, you you go on. Um, I don't know. I just it looked too clean, too polished, and yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. Um, It looked a little bit too like cartoon edging. I was like, yes, come on, yeah. Uh, nothing against the guy Wayne, but do you know the uh, the Marvel artist? Uh, is it Todd Todd Nuck Nuck? Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of his, and this is kind of reminding me of his art, which is kind of like it's very, as you described, clean and kind of cartoony. Um, I mean, you know, it's not just you know it. It's not that I'm saying that he should be eliminated from doing comics forever. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't think it suits this timepiece. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can understand that totally. I mean, especially if you have a beautiful David Finch cover, variant cover. Um, right? <laughs> Always yeah. these, you know, like these fantastic variant covers. And mm. then the interior is just... <laughs> but also as well, going on with that point, Wayne, um, look, I'm not a huge Conan aficionado, but... Um, I'm reading some of his older stuff by Chuck Dixon, and um, the artwork is just superb. You know, Conan art oh, is man. really good. You know, it's huge, man. Like Conan, yeah. Was huge. I mean, we, you know, the the Arnie movies aside, you know, Conan's mm. been around for years and years and years. Yeah. They had the reboot, obviously, not so long ago. Yeah. Um. So, like, he and like, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, he he still has like a super strong following. Like, mm. I see it every week with the releases, like the amount of Conans that are coming through in people's orders. It's like, yeah. he's still there, still prominent. So he, he's not a character that you can sort of just, I don't know, take lightly either. Yeah. And I might be, you know, rippling the water here as well, but I, I feel that his character, there is a certain type of art that you need to associate with him as well. You can't have yeah. him, you know, 
Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but it, it, he, his art is usually very luscious and, and hyper-detailed and, you know, um, <coughs> yeah, anyway. So, okay. So those, I mean, I guess those are our thoughts. Looney's next week, we will be reviewing it because it will have dropped December 4th. New yep. comic book day. Um, we'll get to the details of that later for our next episode. But yeah, there you go. Okay, interesting stuff there, Wayne. Interesting stuff. Um, our next little segment here: spectacle. I'm going to do a spectacle, and you know, Wayne. Obviously, I should have done this at the outset of the the show, but um, you know, I'm shaking it up a little, Wayne. You know, I'm changing the order. Uh, you know, hey, not wrong with that. Tra- trailblazer. You know. Thank you are. Thank you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Wayne, so obviously you are a podcaster yourself and you hail from the galaxy called Courtside Podcast. Um, why don't you let some of the listeners know a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have a very uh, tongue-in-cheek NBA show. Uh, we've been running for, well, I think, like 2010, 2011. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we got a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty decent following. We just hit our episode 350. Uh, a little while ago so it's called the courtside podcast um you can find us at www.crtsde.podbean.com down there all the links to our facebook page um to the show obviously there's some videos when we did a live episode for our 100th show um so everything's down there we talk a lot of trash on the show it's basically like if you're an nba fan and love your basketball love your hoops whether it be uh, australian or nba uh, it's basically like the conversation you have with your mates that that whole mm. track talking, you know, with sports, you know how it is. So yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so I better give a shout out to my co-hosts, uh, Vince and Stu, who, uh, I think last time I was on the show, I didn't shout them out. No, no, you did. I think you made a point because they were giving you, oh, they're giving you hell that, uh, that I was on because, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a ruthless four months of uh, <laughs> reminding me that very point. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, look, I'm not a, um, I don't follow the NBA that well. Uh, truth be told, Wayne, it's only through a little bit of a flutter here and there that, I do come across them. Anyway, um, funny story though. Uh, one, you know, work colleagues, myself, we're part of a little syndicate ourselves. You know, we put in a little, and uh, we're still going, so that's good. Um, so we haven't lost all our money. I'll be well until I have a little flutter here and there, you know, with our kitty. And anyway, um, had a look at the NBA and stuff, and uh, yeah, please let me know if I'm totally wrong. But we had a look, Golden State Warriors. They oh. were like massive under. I thought they were good. Like I had another ex colleague. He was a massive fan of theirs. Isn't that Injury. the, sorry? Injuries have just diminished them this season. So they they get a lot of this year. There's just no two ways about it. They're in the Western Conference. That's probably one of the hardest conference in the league. So right. Do they been... have? Do they have all the big players though? Still, like regardless of injury or. Ah, uh, so. Kevin Durant left for Brooklyn, which was, I mean, which is fine. They've won without him before, but he's just that extra fire piece that uh, puts him way over the top. But, you know, yeah. Steph Curry goes down, Clay Thompson goes down, Draymond's been in and out this year. So they're relying on a bit of a depleted bench. Right. Uh, um, and they're just, they're, it's just an injury riddled season. And uh, Steve Kerr's just, the head coach is just doing his, just doing his head in. Yeah. So, yeah. And is there is there an Aussie guy? I used to always we would always joke an ex colleague of mine. Um, I can't remember his name. He's quite rough. Aaron um, Baines. Sorry, what's his name? Aaron Baines, maybe. 
No, he had a. Oh, if you if you told me the name, I'd know it. But yeah. um, Joe Ingles. No, Ingles, I've heard of. Um, oh god, yeah. he, he's like brown hair. He's kind of. I think he's a guard or a forward, um, but he's been known to kind of be really rough and. Oh, Matthew Deladuva. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a guy. <laughs> How's he going? Is he going well? Is he still tack- uh, tackling them or what? He's out, stuck out in Cleveland after Bron left, so he's uh, on his little island. But um, okay. yeah, Delhi's had a bit of a hard time with injuries the past few years as well. But he's also one of those guys that could, if he gets traded or if a team, if a contender, say, feels like they're missing that, you know, that pit bull on their squad, mm-hmm. he'd be edition yeah pitbull rot rot wheeler um yeah, yeah <laughs> bulldog yeah. whatever yeah yeah i've heard he's uh you know probably played rugby in his past life i don't know yeah. all us aussies are a bit feisty though they, they are, we are are we like it's funny it's like you know you know it's our mo it's <laughs> mo that's a culture that's good <laughs> um and also, like, I just wanted to give a plug to your to your artwork, if that's okay as well. Your oh, yeah. artwork. Um, so, in, they can catch your work on Instagram as well. Yeah, Instagram. I have a count up. Um, it's at b u y w a h byua. And yeah, I put my sketches up and paintings up, and I mean, it's not I mean, too much comic related stuff on there, but oh, it doesn't have to be. I mean, a lot of stuff that I'm into, and yeah. yeah. I mean, Loonies, if you have not caught it yet, you would have most definitely been indirectly um, exposed to it. Wayne has supplied fantastic artwork for the show. He supplied artwork for prize giveaways as well. Um, Wayne, as well, you continually draw and and, um, and create artworks um, throughout the year as well. That They're posted up. So I um, urge you to have a look uh, and drop Wayne a line if you're interested in any of them. They're pretty cool. Cheers, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, look, we're going through as well. You mentioned as well, speaking of your podcast, uh, Travails, uh, mm-hmm. is it called The Big Squid Cast? Is that it? It's the, the Big Squid Big podcast squid. with Justin Hamilton. So it's all about Watchmen, the new series. Mm-hmm. Uh, if read the original series or is watching the show, they'll probably get the Big Squid reference. Yes. Uh, um, but it's honestly like, it, it's just a, a really good listen. Like I have it on at work. Mm-hmm. Has your episode been aired yet? Uh, no, not yet. So. Not yet. Okay. So we've got to keep an eye. Two shows away. Two shows away. Okay, cool. I just want to, because I want to um, just add some show notes and stuff. Uh, so I'll be sure to do that. Uh, one of your colleagues as well, uh, Siobhan, um, who he's uh, featured on the show. Sorry. My art nemesis, my arch comic. Arch, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, your... Everything comics related, but everything else we're good on. well she likes basketball as well right so there's a common ground yeah Yeah. but um but you two together is kind of like matter and anti-matter right Um, with comics so (laughs) anyway so she features as well uh siobhan's been on the um on the show as well ages ago she did a bare bones i mean look siobhan all jokes aside, she knows the staff. And yeah, absolutely. She's, she was fantastic on the show both times, but, you know, don't tell her I said that. <laughs> uh, so cool. So there you go, Loonies. Um, all of these will be in the show notes. The Big Squid Podcast. Check it out. That sounds really good. If Man, the Watchmen TV show, you must check it out. Look, Wayne said it. Connor Shoes said it. I'm saying it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the last spectacle. Look, I wanted to shout this out. This came up. I only... 
I only kind of trawled through this um, just after our last episode, so I missed um, doing a shout-out. But thank you so much for everyone's iTunes ratings. They really do mean a lot, and they expose us to a lot more people out there and, and potential loonies. Uh, so anyway, this one dropped uh, last week or so. A uh, huge thank you, another five-star rating. I just wanted to give it a, a shout-out, and this is from Roy Batty 76 and uh, he mentions um, a podcast, Blessed by Conchu, one of the hardest-working podcasts out there covering every and anything Moon Knight and Moon Knight-related. If you're a long-time fan such as myself or new to the fold, ITK is your one-stop destination for our favourite loony boy in white or classically silver and jet. Tune in, turn on, and praise Conchu. Thank you so much, Roy. Uh, that is a fan... You know, I tell you... It just warms our heart. Checks in the mail, Roy. Checks in the mail. And I guarantee, I, I guarantee you, Wayne, that is not me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change my name to, to Roy. Roy from my... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a, a genuine. So thank you so much, Roy. I just wanted to shout you out. Um, fantastic stuff. And, uh, yeah, please, anyone, uh, iTunes ratings, they do our podcast wonders in a sea of podcasts out there. It's very hard to you know, to make yourself kind of known. Um, so these reviews help and ratings help. So thank you very much. Um, that is pretty much our spectre call. Now, Wayne, we are slowly, we are, you know, what do you call it? Um, caterpillaring or we're belly, belly crawling our way towards this review. We're getting yeah. very close. Um, the last thing on our night watch. So our night watch, our night watch, it's a bit of a mouthful, is uh, just a little um, howdy doody to our loonies there who want to know any appearances of Moon Knight um, so they can complete their collection. There's not much really between now and Serpent War coming out on the 4th of December, so that's your only only thing that you've got to worry about. Um, there are a few heap... How many variants, Wayne? There are a few variants for this, about four or something? Four? Yeah, four or five... I don't know, but I could. Uh, you know what? I'll I have a I have a decent dig at work next week, and I'll let you know. Okay, on, on the Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, show notes will be for King's Comics as well. Just check them out. Um, there's a lot of a lot of variants. Some of them very hard to get. Um, but uh, you know, um, maybe your LCS will will help you out. So that's the the Night Watch. Okay, Wayne. I think we've. Let's get into it. We'll just take a quick break. We'll have a couple of words from our fellow collective members, our lovely group, our lovely network, and we'll be right back for our review. The Swamp, more than merely a place. It is a churning, seething, bubbling bed of life of which you are a part. Once you were a man, a chemist named Ted Salas, until one little experiment went somewhat awry. And you changed. The serum that was to have made you a super soldier combined with the strange forces in the swamp to make you over into this, a shambling, mindless mockery of your former humanity. The macabre Man-Thing. Man-Thing was created in the early 1970s to capitalize on the growing monster craze. But under writer Steve Gerber, it became something quite different. Experimental, surreal, and very, very weird. It was something I loved as a kid, but does it still hold up today, four decades after its initial publication? So join me, Paul Matthew Carr, 
as I attempt to make sense of this cult classic and analyze each issue, putting it in the context of the time it was written and comparing it to the standards of today. And maybe you too can come to love the world's second most famous swamp-based comic book character as much as I do. The Nexus of All Realities, a Man-Thing podcast, a twice-monthly dive into the bizarre. Hey there everyone, I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode one, two, three. I don't know if that has some sort of significance, but I am with Wayne Hunt. Wayne O. You can call Con- me Wayne. Or Con- no, actually, I like to call you Conquer Lord. Conquer Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you're still banding that around, Wayne, at work. Just, just I cause... actually threw that around last week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Okay. Well, yeah. I had some uh, Silver Age stuff out and I uh, walked past yeah. the uh, old uh, moon, uh, moon Knight and was like, Conquer Lord. <laughs> no one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> well, nor should they. He's a very, very silly character. How dare anyway, you, good sir? <laughs> I, I like to see modernised. I like to see him brought into you know the no, modern comics. I want, him, I want him just the same as he is, just well, the way he is. <laughs> throw him straight back in. Yeah, with his pet rats. <laughs> no apologies. I mean, I can't tell from the coloring if it's supposed to be like a he's semi bare chested or it's an orange kind of like I I think we just you just go for the the most illogical um take and and that's so probably it on skin yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but Linnies, we are here for our lunapic review a modern run review um no concord in this instead of that we have bendis so um <laughs> <laughs> available on single issue Comicsology, Kindle, <laughs> Marvel Unlimited, um, but also there are a couple of hardcovers um, of this this run available. I'll be looking at. I'll be referring to mine during this review. Um, and yep, yeah, and Wayne, um, if it's okay, I didn't discuss with you earlier. Can I ask you to do the the uh, the bare bones? Oh, yeah. I'll just read the credits. But um, have you got have you got the bare bones with you? Yes, I do. Excellent. Excellent. So we we are covering Moon Knight, Volume 6, Issue 4. There's no title for it, really. It's published October 2011. Cover artist Alex Maleev, writer Brian Michael Bendis, penciler and inker Alex Maleev, colorist Matthew Wilson, letterer Corey Petit, and editor Tom Bravort. Now, Looney, do you have been spoiled before with Wayne's fantastic narration? Um, with the Conquer Lord issues, I pass it on now to Wayne to give us the bare bones for this issue. All right, settle in, guys. Sometime after Maya's call with Mark, Maya calls her contact with the Avengers, Carol Danvers. Maya tries to see if it's worth trusting Mark, but Carol is able to validate Mark since he is a secret Avenger with Steve Rogers. 
mayor takes Carol's word and meets Mark for hot dogs. Mmm, yummy. During their meeting, the two try to uncover more information from each other. Mark has decided to produce television to hide in plain sight while earning money for his endeavors while Maya was trying to locate the owner of the club where she was working at. Just as the two are beginning to match and compare their sources, TikTok from the night shift arrive, interrupt their conversation. TikTok, with their ability to read their immediate future, begins to dissect their next moves as the remaining night shift members arrive. However, one variable TikTok does not account for is Mark's Wolverine gauntlet. Mark leaps forward to attack with Maya, directly behind him. Working with Steve, Peter, and Logan, Moon Knight becomes the best of each while trying to take out the night shift. However, Moon Knight is nearly killed by a hypnotizing assassin, but Maya is able to shoot her down. With the night shift defeated, Mark tries to run before the police arrive, but Maya is too focused on interrogating TikTok as she can't hear the siren. Cops warn the scene. Yes, thank you so much, Wayne. Um, I never know what to expect with these narrations, Wayne, but fantastic stuff. If you like your old-school radio announcements, Wayne is your man. That is fantastic. So there you go, loonies. That was a synopsis, a rundown of this issue. Now, for those that haven't listened before, what we do is that we'll run through some aspects, some key aspects. We'll just broadly go through the writing, the art, themes, characterizations, and any references to other runs, and we'll cap off this baby with a moon rating. Um, now, Wayne, you do have the choice of our vanilla rating, which is more of the phases of the moon out of 10, or we do have Connishu's rating system, which he has kindly donated to the show, um, patented pending. So, uh, <laughs> Some of them, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> so first of, all, first of all, before we start into the aspects, Wayne, okay, overall, what did you think of this issue, issue four? Was it Ooh, good? I mean... Just the issue by itself. If I'm taking this just on single issue value, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's good. It's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Read, and there's a lot of questions to be asked. Um, the thing with Bendis, I always find is just really. I mean, whether you love him, hate him, I just tend to find his stories just tend to fall apart, closing it out. You know, they uh, all okay. yeah. always really strong starts. Um, and then somewhere past the middle, for me, they just, they don't, I don't know, they just, there's yeah. too many loose ends, there's too, you know, it just seems yeah. to, or it at times feel like the ending's been rushed. I mean, mm, mm. In the past, I put that down to maybe a workload issue, but just more and more. In general, though, I don't have a problem with Bendis. Okay, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is a, a weird one. And I just say, it's funny, a lot of people say, you know, with with Bendis, they always start their sentences, like, you know, with Bendis's stuff. Um, this one, yeah, this issue, I didn't mind, totally, you know, uh, it was okay. Uh, what I did find with Bendis, though, and, and this kind of brings it out, is reflecting on the issue after I read it, I was mm. just okay, so what exactly did happen? And it's like, nothing much, really. Nothing much. There was just a lot of talk. There's a, I can distill it to two things. It was Maya and Mark's um, um, pontifications about their relationship, and there was a fight, and that was it. There was nothing else to yeah. me. Yeah, I kind of broke it down to three elements. I kind of broke it mm-hmm. down to the yeah, the, the discovering of 
you know, the tension between mm-hmm. the team. Then I, I actually really enjoyed the middle part, which was, you know, Mark sitting down eating his hot dog, hot dog you mm-hmm. know, in his in his madness, talking to himself essentially with, with you know, Cap on one side, Spidey and Wolverine. <laughs> yes. And then the action scene. So, I mean, as far as like single issue goes, like there's enough elements in there. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I yeah. do single too, but I just like single issue wise, I think this is a good example of getting that reader to that next next issue. Yeah, I think it definitely is part of a greater whole in this. Um, so there's a, and as you say, there are elements of, of um, the action plus a little bit of characterization, trying to kind of see how each character works with each other as well. Uh, a positive thing about this, a lot of the. I really did. There are little moments in this I really enjoyed, just in the dialogue, like just really funny things. Like um, I, I've got to call it out. Um, the, the the thing at the beginning with Carol Danvers and Echo talking to each other, and uh, and and Carol goes, "Who's dated Moon Knight here?" And everyone goes, "No, no." Spidey goes, "Oh, a little bit." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those those little smart-ass comments. Are, I I think are pretty funny and and it's very Bendisy. Um, so there, there are some nice little moments here. Uh, look, the the total low bar that I always kind of measure from is Civil War Two for Bendis because oh. absolutely hated hated that. Event. Yeah. So look at putting this up against that. It's kind of like, well, this is okay. You know, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's no yeah. Civil War Two. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into so the writing then, Wayne. Um, what did I what did I say here? Um it's a very Benesy dialogue. Um Yeah, I mean Yeah, I mean you mentioned on you know the little touches of humour that mm-hmm. Benesy pulls from his work. I mean, I still feel like he has a little bit of trouble maybe writing women. Okay. Um, yep. you know, if, again, you know, that's more based on the whole of this book. Um this single issue, it, it does enough to to, to get you engaged and yeah. to wanting to know more about Echo and, you know, obviously something's starting to build in this issue between Mark and Echo. So, like, you know, that's kind of interesting as well. But I yeah. guess I guess that's what they were going for. They are going for this is a highlighting that something may be happening here because Echo obviously seems interested in him. Yes, and the same goes the other way. I mean, Echo's... Sorry? I was just going to say, there's just... I mean, you read something like this, and then you forget about the, the page count, and if you eliminate that, and mm. you know, take ads out of this. Like, there's so much more room for growth, so much yeah. more room, for, yeah, and little subtleties that you know that, that they could have dived into to develop that relationship as well, and yeah, to, to build the care factor with the reader. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also tend to agree, though. What? So, I like Echo. Like Maya uh, Maya Lopez, I think she's a great character as well. Um, do you find Bendis might be trying to to turn this into a, an Echo issue rather than a Moon Knight issue? Did you find Moon Knight um, taken away a little? I don't know, man. I kind of found this like sometimes I find all his the women he writes all tend to be like pull a little bit from Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which he, he done such a, a fantastic job job on but i just feel like every, all they almost all have that element to them really mm. i think he doesn't i think he does a decent job on carol though but 
Yeah, Carol's pretty cool. I mean, but, but also having said that, though, there is a particular Bendisy way of speaking as well. So you can yeah. kind of hear everyone kind of speaking like Bendis, which is one of my major gripes with Bendis yeah. because uh, I read, uh, I remember reading his Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was literally, it was Kitty Pride, but it wasn't. It was Jessica Jones. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, we need a bit of range with the characters here. Um, okay, so. With the right, also as well. So, uh, what are your thoughts actually on on these identities of Cap, Spidey, and Wolvie? Um, I dug it. I mean, I lo- yeah. I like it. I just I wish it was a bit more um for the reader and reading it. I think the angle would be much better if you you know almost like a sixth sense approach. Mm. Like, are they really there? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, and I would think I would have enjoyed that much more but the the dialogue between is fine i mean you know i think you mentioned it in, in the notes that you know wolvie's you know almost this begrudging character you know yeah. he's like almost the he's kind of like the jake lockley isn't he yeah really? yeah negative part of his conscious yeah yeah it's um i mean this is one of the biggest gripes i think that a lot of loonies have um Ben is playing around with the identities within Moon Knight's yeah. um, mental w- within his head. Um, look, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, uh, reread. First time I read it, obviously I was a little shocked, a little irked. Yeah. But um, rereading it and knowing what's going to happen, it's it's okay. Um, there's a massive hole in there being no, <laughs> you know, um, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, yeah, um, stuff like that, um, which yeah, is a okay. massive yeah. element of Moon Knight. But, how much, you know, how many back issues do you think Bendis before going into this when Red Moon Knight? Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he would, he would, he would run Wikipedia, that would have been it, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Not much more than that. And just a bit around the water cooler, you know, with some yeah. writers who have written Moon Knight, you know, to, to tell me a bit about him. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, look, hindsight too, the, the, like this issue and this, you know, this, this, piece of work in whole i mean i maybe i'm a little bit um oh forgiving with it because i know what it led to like you know this mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. was for a guy like Lemire to come in and pull the magic he pulled and really really delve deep into you know the split personalities and how it affected mark yeah yeah um yeah i mean so i guess this is something obviously this is something that stays Throughout the whole run, I mean, you got to just got to look at issue five. The cover is <laughs> Moon Knight, Cap, Wolvie, and and Spidey's face all integrated. So it's something that you you just have to kind of accept during this run. Um, but I guess it is it is nice. I mean, they the purpose is no different, say, than say, well, then a bit more simplified than say Jake Lockley and and Stephen Grant and stuff. I mean, these are clearly defined. Cap is obviously the sensible one. Wolverine is the, the aggressive one, and Spidey—I don't know—he he kind of comes across as a as the the immature one. Um, it's kind of weird because he's there real real life, and yeah. then it's also you know a part of Mark's you know problem as well. So it's kind of weird. I, th- I thought that was kind of weird too that they, they still have Spidey real time in Mark's world as well. Oh. No, I don't think he. Well, you mean as in physically, like the, physically there with the um, uh, like the Avengers, like the um. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's a bit weird. Anyway, so, I mean, I think Echo's written quite well. Um, she's an intriguing character. Um, Mark, again, I don't know, um, doesn't necessarily sound like Mark, but, I mean, but his, the character of whoever Bendis is writing as Mark, um, the dialogue is, is solid, I thought. Um, art wise as well. I mean, there's not, I don't know too much to say about the art. It's, um, I I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, there, sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, we, we touched on, you know, with surfing, uh, surfing wars, surfing wars coming up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we touched on like, you know, it's setting the tone and it being like too, like almost cartoony rounded. Mm -hmm. And and yes, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's exactly what it needs, you know, yes. for, yeah. for what it's on. Like it's etchy, it's yeah. it's loose lines, it's I mean, I love I love anything that's, you know, a bit more art orientated than computer generated, which watch which is the vibe you get from this. It feels like watercolors with ink over the top, which is yeah, you know, speaking my language of that. But even like the I mean the paneling is fine, like there's you know, not breaking mm-hmm. anything with the paneling, but no. Just, you know, there's the conversation with Echo and Mark where they're sitting on the bench after Mark scoffed down that uh, hot dog, you know, and they're all covered in uh, their skin is like all blues and shadows. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's cool for like that that intimate talking, like that breaking the bullshit down, like let's get into it and and have some real conversations. So even some of the action scenes, um, I think there's one of Echo maybe doing a kick and there's like an orange spray background, like, Oh, okay. you know, taking those chances and, you know, something that I actually spoke about with the Watchmen series, like, you know, the colour palettes on this, I think the colour palette on this particular issue probably impressed me the most, but I did like the style mm-hmm. they went with. Yeah, I, um, I'd agree. Uh, a lot of the, the credit would be to, I think the colour, the colours are really nice. Um, it just gives, it, it just gives that real, uh, it sets the tone for for the issue and and I guess for the series in general, uh, interesting though. Uh, I mean, I, I really like the art as well, and and Alex Maleev is is awesome. Is great. Yeah. Um, this issue though, I'm not, I can't remember if the other issues are like it. It seems that he's kind of, to me, he's he's playing around with his style a bit. It seemed a lot more, um, a lot more stylized. Maybe um, the, because the character he has in front of him too, though. You know, like cause yeah. Let's remember when this this you know this series came out. Like this is a series that you give to a young yeah. artist or a young writer that you can really like take some creative mm. you know uh, risk with and, and probably get away with it. But yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I think it's it's just it's just like a, an, an obs- observation. Um, yeah. He's it, it's it seems, and I wonder if it's because he inks his own here. Um, I'm just because I'm casting my mind back to the Daredevil run that he right. did as well. Uh, very different. Like I think I think I haven't got it here, but I think if you put them side by side, that's the newer one, right? That came out. That's the um, no, uh, oh, came out in the 2000s sometime. It was the Bendis Maleev. Uh, I think it was before this, so before oh. 2011. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of the best. Daredevil runs out there and you know 
as much as people don't like Bendis, uh, that is probably have to be one of my favourite runs ever. Um, very well written. Yeah, actually, I actually haven't read that yet. Oh, really? Oh, you must. You must. It, it will draw you in, just like the Watchmen TV show. Seriously, it's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I don't know. I wonder if it's the inking here, because he inks it himself, which is... Um, or it's a deliberate, um, more simplified version of his art. Um, and, and he may think that this fits into the tone of the book. I don't know. Uh, one of the things I do have to call out is I found a little weird um, art-wise. It's on one of their pages here where Moon Knight gets punched in the face. Do you remember that? With um, It's four panels. It's a red background. It's just a close-up of a fist on Moon Knight's face. And I just had to laugh a little because Moon Knight's face just looks really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to yeah. double check. Yeah, they've cloaked it and then like marked his cloak red. <laughs> yeah, and I just had to double check. Is this is this meant to be Moon Knight? And I turned the page, just like yeah, that's meant to be him. He got punched. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a bit weird. Um, but other than that, I think the art was quite sound. Um, the Avengers at the beginning looked really good. Yeah, uh, like I love, I love Big Ben Grimm just lounging. Yeah, yeah, he looks really cool. Uh, I think it's Mockingbird and uh, Luke Cage, Jessica. I don't know who that other guy is. He's, the other guy's reading a mag. Uh, oh, that's meant to be Wolverine. Yeah, he looks different. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has, he's got the over-exaggerated hair. It's kind yeah. of... It's a bit yeah. He, he cut it just before the issue. Um, yeah, so the art's, yeah, the art's okay. Um, so theme-wise, uh, I think, as I mentioned before as well, Wayne, the main themes for this for me um, are Mark's relationship with the other Avengers mm-hmm. um, and also Echo's growing interest in Mark. I mean, the, the thing opens up with Echo speaking to Carol, trying to find a bit, out a bit more about Mark. Yeah. Um, and and in doing so, we kind of, you know, kind of get a sense of how Moon Knight is placed or, or seen within the Avengers as well. Uh, any other themes, main themes for this? I mean, again, I, I couldn't really... Other than that and the fight, I can't really see any underlying tones or... Um, it's a pretty simple story, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did like how, um, uh, you know, the voices in Mark's head of um, Wolvie, Spidey and Cat, they all, all come to unison towards the end with, like, the violence... Yep. You know oh, I mean? yes. Yeah. All in agreement. So, like, yes, like, sort of thing. So, you know, that was kind of cool. I thought it was a bit wasted. The, um, uh, what was the name? Dancing Macabre? Uh, oh, Dance Macabre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was a bit wasted. Like, there was a good potential for there. Yeah, there's some interesting characters here. Like, some, they aren't really elaborated on. Um, there's that, the guy with this. Like it's like a Grim Reaper or something. He's got well, actually reading this issue again. I was just like, oh, you know what? I'd uh... okay. I dig like a, I'd dig their series. Like if they had their yeah. own, I'd read that. Oh, yeah, the Night Shift. These yeah, the guys. Night, yeah, night shift. I don't care. Give me a six part. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that that dance macabre. She's pre- dancing macabre. Um, yeah. She's potentially quite dangerous, um, but she she kind of carks it. She's gone, yeah, um, which is a shame. And, and oh, okay, if we're going to jump into characterizations, I've got here TikTok. Yes, really. Come on, what what was okay? Can you explain to me the purpose of TikTok in this story? I mean, 
you know what? It's just a way to introduce the villains, really, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's just that's. I mean, initially, it's kind of cool. It's like this subtle, calm, cool character who, you know, who spells it out to Mark an echo of how it's going to go down. Like, mm. you know, and then they just go do their own thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the thing, right? So he comes in, he kind of creates a little bit of tension. Like, I know what's going to happen. I can, I can see the, the future. Yeah, yeah. And then if you, so you're gonna, you're gonna fight, but it's not going to end well. But for, either, end, for either, as he says, so it's for like either, like, yeah. That sets this cool tone, and then it's like, oh well, Mark's, you know, Wolverine in Mark's heads, like, you know, yeah. shut this, let's shut this bald guy up, you know, yeah. Well, and they end up just doing what he, it seems to be, he's trying to imply that you shouldn't go down that road because it's not going to end well. They just do it anyway. Um, and, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think, like, um, like for him to be used, like, Ben is using TikTok as a, as a tool. Um, it was, yeah, it was, how would I say? It's very cheap, cheaply done. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no exploration, you know, there's no exploring of these characters. I mean, you could have stretched it out and really got into these characters, but, I yeah. mean, you know, it's a single issue, I suppose, in that yeah. sense. I mean, there's nothing huge at stake. I mean, he's saying, look, you you know, you're in trouble now. We've got the night shift here. You better be careful. Don't go fight us because it's not going to end. I, I can tell the future. You know, that that's all that Bendis really uses him for. And and it's just thrown out the window and they just they fight anyway. Yeah. My thing when I sit down and, and read comics is always, like, it gets the end of it. An issue, especially single issues, always gets the end. I always go, all right. Well, how invested was I in each character, even the villains, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even you know, even the waitress, or you know, even mm-hmm. the dude serving up the hot dogs? Like, how invested was I in any of these characters? I mean, if mm-hmm. I'm taking that approach to this, Mark and Echo, that's about it. Pretty much, I think so. Right? So it's like, like if you want to hold more weight, and I think that's probably the thing with Bendis too. It's like. Like, give us more. We know you're capable of great stuff, but, I mean, yeah. take your time with this. Like, this could yeah. be great. This could be great. Do you think, though, Wayne, now, do you think that this um, this issue was written as part of a, how am I saying, like, as a trade? You know what I mean? So, obviously, if you read this issue just by itself, it's not really going to satisfy you that much. But if you read the first arc, I guess the first six issues, it, it actually reads better because it's part, you know, there, there's more of a continuous flow. Because um, this is this to me reads like we've just jumped into maybe, like you know, the action sequence. Right? Yeah, the first the first half of the second act of of yeah. some movie. You know right. what I mean? Oh, it, yeah. it, it's not fulfilling because it's like we get into the nice action and stuff, but there's nothing behind it. You know. I mean, so unfair of me to keep coming back to like Watchmen comparisons, but I'm going to anyway. But it's that whole thing, right? Like always, like, like I look at Watchmen and I think, how long did it take him to put this all together? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, mm. I, when I go, man, I reckon it probably took him two to three years to put the Watchmen together, complete with yeah. art, with story, like storyline. Jesus, man, like all the little <laughs> intricacies. Uh, that it is involved with Watchmen. Like I said, like, you know, previously on the on the show, it's like like nothing is there by mistake mm. in Watchmen. You know, like and there's a lot of other, you know, newer stuff that's much like that as well. But how long do we reckon Bendis had to, to put this together? Mm. Like and maybe 
maybe creators and writers these days, you know, I know this goes, what was this, 90s? No, 2000. 2011, yeah. Yeah, so even, you know, like how much grace period do we think they've been given to put together something like this? It's mm. probably not enough, so that's probably it. Yeah, look, I'm I'm actually stretching here as well. I'm I'm making huge assumptions here, but um, uh, further to what you're saying as well, how much time have they got? It almost appears that this issue was written with okay, Bendis is plotting plotting out like um, little milestones in in how he wants the story to go, and he's kind of, okay. So I've got to get from here to here. Oh, to okay. Connect the dots, right? Yeah, I've just got to fill in this little bit here to get. Mark and, and Echo to have the police or the authorities get them. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it, it seems almost like he's retrospectively tr- trying to write it just to get to a point. Whereas, you know, if you do write something, you've got to make the whole thing engaging, right? Look, people yeah. are forking out three or four US bucks a, a, an issue. They want to be, you know, they want to be taken on a journey. Um, so, you know, that is a little scathing of me. It's, there's no, I've got no evidence to, to say it. But... No, I agree, actually, because it's like, you know, yeah, it just... how, many, uh, how many pages of, you know, ads and commercials were probably in this single issue, you know? Mm, yeah. It's like, you get to the end of it. I know with, like, a lot of new Marvel stuff, like, it, it's so paper thin now, like, mm. yeah. yeah. At work, we use, uh, like, to wrap a lot of the... Um, <laughs> I'll use say a silver bag. Okay, like, yep. Silver bag, you could fit five issues comfortably mm-hmm. to, to seal, then wrap again. Plus a uh, paper bag. Yeah. All right. Nowadays, I could fit three Marvel issues easy, almost easily into like a uh, a current bag. Wow. Yeah. Some are super paper thin, man. Like yeah. this issue, buying this off the shelf, you'd probably be a little bit. I mean, there's yeah. enough, but you'd probably be like. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I, I get what you mean, but I, I, yeah, totally. I mean, exactly. I totally agree with you. There is enough there. Like, there's action, there's dialogue, there's talking, there's um, a little bit of humor, all that stuff. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, what? Would I, you yeah. reread? Would you reread? Yeah, exactly. I'd probably reread it as a whole, like uh, the the six issues together. I wouldn't just say, "Oh God, I'm hankering to read issue four again. Let me reread it." Like, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I guess it just leaves me a little unsatisfied, um, which is, you know, I, I've, um, despite, you know, some of the opinions of Bendis and, and stuff, Connor and I found the first couple of issues quite quite well done. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but this issue has really kind of, I think, to me, petered off a little. It's kind of waned a little. Um, oh, good pun. <laughs> Kind of, it's kind of Wayneoed a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Wayne, I don't know. Is there anything else? I mean, references to other runs. There's not really any. Um, Bendis is pretty self-contained. Uh, the only references are oh, actually Echo with with Daredevil. I think. Um. But that's that's about it. Um. Any other any other thoughts on characterizations or themes, Wayne? Um. No, I think we've. I think we pretty much covered it for this issue. I mean, like you said, it does feel a bit like, although there is enough in there for a single issue, there's not enough to make you want to go back and reread it or you yeah. don't finish it and think, oh, but it, I think I missed something. You know, I think I need to go yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I'd be very interested, loonies, if there's a loonie out there that has this issue as one of their Isla Ra books, I would love to hear from you. Um, it'd be very interesting. Uh, you know, and, and everyone's got different tastes. That's all I'm saying as well, Wayne. Is I, I don't want to disparage anyone who loves this issue um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you and I are just talking about what we... Yeah, and I'm how we experience it. Yeah, if you disagree with me, I'll fight you. I'll hunt you down. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You be yeah, be careful, loonies. Be careful. Um, now, Wayne, I think it's time to do a bit of a rating on this one. Uh, would you like to pick from the vanilla or the the Konishi rating system? Oh. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Waxing, waxing. I think I'm going to the waxing crescent. Waxing crescent at the uh, higher end or lower end of the waxing crescent. I mean, if I can get a point five, I'll go a point five. But if not, okay. I'll I'll go with no, no. Yeah, they can do it. Maybe three. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I'd say about three, three or th- to three and a half. If we're okay. doing half, we'll go three and a half. But we can yeah, we can do halves. Yeah, I'm just I'm just plugging in. Sorry, I'm uh, Looney's you. For those that are looking at the simulcast, I'm casting my eye down because I'm looking at the, uh, I'm just plugging it into our records here. So three and a half, a waxing crescent. Waxing crescent. Uh, if you were to pick the Konishu rating, that would be a DreamWorks logo moon, just funnily enough. <laughs> um, so for you, that really, this is, does not herald a pass at all, yeah? I mean, I mean that's the thing. You know yeah. what? All right, I'm gonna change. It. I'm gonna say a four because it's closer to a pass than a miss. Okay, it does enough. There's enough in there. The arts, the arts, nice. It it, it does its job. Mm-hmm. Could it be better? Yes. You know, could it could be a lot better. A lot more could be explored. Mm-hmm. It could be a thicker issue. You know, <laughs> and, and you know, doing bendersy things. Yeah, mm, he certainly is. Um, I look so you give a four out of ten a waxing crescent. Uh, I think regardless of the rating system, because it comes out the same, I'm giving a five out of ten right down on the pass. It does pass because you know the art's good. Um, there is some interesting dialogue, but on the whole, it, it I do not leave it feeling satisfied. Um, to me, it's it seemed yeah, it seemed like a little bit of a filler issue no big things have happened but having said that bender stuff like big things kind of don't happen that much <laughs> there's a lot of talking in bender's uh, issues so half the moon or just a half moon five out of ten for this one um so loonies uh, we know that there are a lot of loonies don't really like bender's um there was one actually loony wayne that uh, was Wondering whether he should actually buy the copies of the Bendis and just store it straight away because. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I think like you said, like yeah. you know this this a uh, single issue. I mean, you're probably going to read this in trade. Like you're probably going to read this yeah. as a whole story. Like you're not seeking out this this issue for collection for to reminisce over. I mean, the no. cover's nice though. I really dig the cover, but the cover's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> that's really bad. Then <laughs> we're both going. Yeah, the cover's good. Almost, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go, loonies. Four and five. That's uh, four and a half average. 
That's okay. Hmm. Anyway, uh, again, these are just our tastes. Um, you know, if you do enjoy it, uh, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, and there, there's plenty of different tastes and and styles for everyone. So, um, just just bear that in mind when you listen to our ratings. Uh, so with Mooney missives, Wayne, uh, not much. Um, the loonies were a little quiet on this issue, um, other than just posting up how much they hated Bendis, but I'm not going to put that on here. Um, the only... Well, I wanted to shout out, There's a we got a comment from YouTube, um, oh. and, it, and it's actually from our episode before, episode 122. So I wanted to give a shout out to CMK7. Um, hello, CMK7. Uh, you sound like a, a droid. Anyway, <laughs> your name. Anyway, he says, Great episode, guys. This was last episode. And don't sleep on the possibility of the Russo brothers directing some Moon Knight. After the success of Captain America Civil War, in an interview they were asked what hero they liked to take on next, and they said Moon Knight. And they did not stutter. The Russo brothers are hardcore loonies, and I'd say the best directors in the MCU. I hope to Conchu they at least direct a few episodes to set the tone. Um, I worry if they get someone too fresh-faced to direct, uh, they might miss the mark. So to speak. Aha, uh, let's see what you did there. Dad joke. <laughs> With the Russos, you know it will be good. As a side note, James Gunn and the writers of Endgame also called out Moon Knight as a hero they'd be interested in taking on. So, yeah, a lot of interest here, Wayne. Uh, thank you, CM- uh, CMK. Uh, sorry, CMK7, thank you so much. Uh, love interacting with you on YouTube. Uh, your comments are very much appreciated and wanted to give you a shout-out. Yeah, Wayne, what did you think? Um, the Russos, would you yay or nay? For... Uh, I'd say nay, not because I don't think it would be any good, but mm-hmm. um, look, this is per- like this is a, you know more of a preference than anything. I want the series to be dark, and I don't know that yeah. they yeah. dark well. Mm-hmm. And- I mean, I'd love to see someone like producer from True Detective, which I think has been raised before. I mean, to capture that real, I mean, look, we're not going, we're not going horror. I don't think we need to go to that extent with it, but we need something that's going to treat the medium correct as far as capturing uh, the feel of Moon Knight. And I suppose this, I mean, look, he's a guy running around in white with a cape. Mm-hmm. We need someone who's going to capture the seriousness of it, yeah. You know, and still have the guy run around in white. Yes, we, we yeah. I'm sure Loonies would love to see that. I would love to see that as well. I think one of the concerns we have is that they will really change the look of him just to make him more. But having said that, Netflix did that. We don't know what the MCU will do. Uh, yeah. uh, Disney Plus, sorry, they might very much do what the MCU does. I mean, um, which I, is, like, yeah. I think people will be afraid they're going to armorize him, mm. like. They- Daredevil. Okay. You know I mean, I'm kind of hoping if they do modify the, the suit or whatnot, maybe they go back the other way with it. Maybe they go more mummified Egyptian take on mm. it. Or the wrappings, you know. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't make sense, would it? I mean, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't like to see him in the armor because we know Moon Knight, you know, would rather take a punch than, than um, defend or block. So. Yeah. That kind of laissez-faire attitude I mean, um, is what man. we... Yeah. Madmen are out of control. S- sorry? I mean, he's a madman. He's, he's a madman. He's, he's, he's a craze. He's a... So he's, his mindset is always attacked. Yeah. That that mummy um, kind of costume sounds pretty cool. I'd actually... I'd just love to... I love a little nod to Lemire. I'd love him to have the bed sheets. You know how it was in the asylum? 
Yes. Easily doable. And, yep. and I think that would be really cool. Um, a nod to that, that would be awesome. Uh, anyway, you know, thank you, CMK7. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Russo's, uh, look, I think as Natasha mentioned last episode, if he's if they're on board, I'm I'm happy because I know they're good, so, yeah. similar to what they said. I know they they can deliver, but um, I I do want to see someone fresh faced and and someone you know with a different perspective because you just never know what you can get. That's a big gamble, but you know, I think with Moon Knight you can gamble. I mean, look at the writers. Look at how he's been treated in comics. He's kind of like a sandbox to for writers to really kind of stretch their imaginations. So hopefully that goes onto the TV as well. Um. Anyway, Loonies, that pretty much wraps us up. Wayne, thank you so much for coming right. on. My it's been, uh, it's always been fun chatting with you. It's, it's, it feels like ages, and it has been ages because um, you haven't been. And I haven't been actually to the store that often. I, I, I try to get there every fortnight or so, but um, uh, the guys over there, Scotty and all that, they all they all speak highly of you. Um. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I pay them well. <laughs> you pay them well. <laughs> um, no, but a real, real pleasure to have you on the show, Wayne. Any time, um, yeah. And thank you so much for your time um, as well. Pleasure. Excellent. Um, next phase, Loonies. Um, we are entering the Serpent War, as mentioned. So we'll have a guest here. We'll have Dave Finn from the Signal of Doom. He is a Conan expert. He is a massive Conan fan. So I thought we'd have to bring in someone that knows what they're talking about uh, for this issue. So it'll be fun to have Dave on. Uh, he can actually maybe fill the gaps with Conan and um, maybe give us a bit of a primer to the character for those that aren't too familiar. Um, so that will be on next week. Um, look, we, we did it in the, in the spectacle again, Wayne, but um, just again, just your, your shout-outs. Um, Courtside Podcast um, on Podbean, right? Yes, yeah, uh, www.crt.podbean.com. <laughs> did I mess it up? I think I did. www.podbean.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, follow me with my art on Instagram at B-U-Y-W-A-H-B-Y-W-A. And, yeah. Awesome. Um, and, uh, um, you know, if you, if you do order, order online on Kings and it will come through to Wayne and he can... You can have a look at your order. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Put it all through. Leave me a note in the comments yeah. section. Your order. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. Anyone? So, loonies. Throw a little sketch in. I'll do my best. Oh, oh. There you go. Loonies. Far out. Get get onto it. Um, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Um, and before we go again, I've just got to give a shout out to the collective. We are part of a a band of few like minded podcasters, and we're in a network of um, mainly character-based podcasts, but also pop culture podcasts. And uh, not only uh, on audio, uh, there are shows like I Am Your Target Demographic, which are YouTube channels. So um, there's a link to the show notes again. Just check out The Collective. Heaps of great shows there. I mean, if you like stuff on Moon Knight, we've got stuff on uh, The Man Thing. So Nexus of All Realities, a Man Thing podcast. Uh, there's also We Are Venomaniacs, a Venom podcast. Uh, as well as uh, the Quantum Zone, which is all about Quasar on the Capes and Lunatic sidekicks. So, characters galore. Uh, check it all out. Uh, finally, you can contact us again. Just check the show notes. We're on um, email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal, and we have our own website. Just click the links. It's a lot easier than trying to remember what I say. So, there you go. Um, also, iTunes ratings. Thank you very much. 
um, to Roy. Again, that's not me. Uh, thank you for that rating. And uh, please leave a review if you can. That would be great. Uh, also, just, just share. Share the podcast around. Tell your friends. Tell anyone who might be interested. That all helps us. Um, and I think that's about it, Wayne. So, look, um, I'd love for you to sign us off, Wayne, in your fantastic radio voice. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> I think you better do it. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, thank you, Loonies. Thank you so much. And as Wayne um, floats off into the ether, I'd like to say, make on you watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories, and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.